welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the water life science that is nature's pharma and the power of water. From the beginning of time, the earth began with water. The atmosphere that we breathe is water or we wouldn't be alive. Nothing would be have a life on this planet Earth. And that's what separates all the other planets that we know of that we've explored that Earth has the water. And the reason I decided many years ago, um, over 11 years ago now, to be able to have a radio show that we would discuss this and remind you and everybody involved living on this planet and the scientific communities and the leadership of our countries around the world, all the way to our citizens that are living, that are working very hard every day, but we forget the common sense and the obvious. Water. It's vital. And there, to me, when I've been studying for all these years, there's three parts to it. And this is going to startle you. And I'm going to keep reminding all, everybody who's listening to this show through the years. I'm never going to quit drumming that beat. It's water. It has to be it protected. But there's three parts. The earth is water in the air you're breathing. Your skin breathes it. Your eyes breathe it. Your, your nose breathes it. You open your mouth, you're breathing moisture, water, called water vapor out of the air. The earth itself, a living organism of the earth from the beginning of time, is breathing water and is, has a water on the surface, your rivers, your streams, your lakes, your oceans, and more to contribute adding to the air. And that water on the surface of the earth is providing the earth, the water, and the atmosphere it requires. Soil cannot survive without water. Earth becomes sand. So when you see sand in different parts geographically on the planet Earth, it's because there's not enough water and they did something that was drastically a mistake. They didn't protect the water. They didn't protect the water on the surface of the Earth. They didn't protect the atmosphere to keep living as a species, as an organism, the water on the surface and the water and the atmosphere to be able to live together. Now, I hope you followed me, what I just said. Human life has to have water because the human life is a water, percentage-wise. Every single organ of your body has a percentage of water, and it has to operate that way. That's why nature had your mother develop you as an organism to live in the species of her water and her abdomen. Earth did that. Nature did that with nature. 
So that nature of your life was developing percentages of water before you were born. And you've heard where the water of the newborn baby, the water of the mother broke, and here comes the baby. And the baby comes to life living in that spot at that moment in the atmosphere of water vapor. And wherever that may be at the moment, the baby begins, and I'll keep repeating this over and over and over, it begins a process of life to death at that moment that baby's born. So the excitement is so exciting because of life beginning, but knowing it is sensitive to water, it is sensitive to life, and our common knowledge of common sense has to be taught to the family before they leave the hospital and go home. That water of the life of the baby is vital because that baby began a process of called evaporation. And the baby is going to evaporate water out of its body, living with the evaporation of the water in the atmosphere, the water vapor. And as they communicate, as we've been learning from our scientists that we've had as guests on the show, you're the battery and the air is electrically charging with you. It has to for you to live or you wouldn't live. There would be no life. That baby's evaporation begins and there's no two eyes alike, fingerprints alike. Life for each of us is different because of that moment evaporation. Now, you've heard of the word dehydration. It's different than evaporation. Evaporation is happening to over lose more water by daily uh, filtration of your body living with the vapor of the air, your body water, so that as you develop your life and choices and you begin to live it and you're so different from everybody else that your life, if you ever have a dehydration effect, you could die. And why is there a disease? Why is there even a poison oak? It's a dehydration of the skin. Why is it that you feel like the food you're eating is not quite comfortable to you? It could be of your particular individual dehydration that may be happening or evaporation and the dehydration means you've got to always be aware of, of maybe you're not getting enough water, but there's five things we teach here with this show for you to live and become healthy. It's worked for me. I'm my own Petri dish. I've had to live this way myself and had situations happen in my life, in my health to teach me that what I've studied is accurate. We must learn how to breathe. And that's breathing that water vapor in the atmosphere with a breath. Don't take it for granted. 
you must learn to drink eight to 10 glasses of eight ounce glasses of water a day and don't count your juices, your tea, your coffee or anything else. It has to be water, 100%. Three, you must learn your individual nutrition for you personally. Every one of us has a different balancing act without evaporation. How do you eat? Now, we can cheat once in a while, but when you cheat, you have to remember that you're in the process, you're learning for your life to be extended and be healthier if you can figure out how it's best for you to eat. It might be not too exciting because it's not going to be the same thing as maybe somebody else close to you. The other one is moderate exercise. Learn what's best for you. Even if you're an athlete, learn how to be moderate also when you're not practicing and exercising what you need to learn. What's best for you? Do the Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I'm going to push his book. He's got a good book out there. Tom and his wife think about what is good for their health and their children. Moderate. Even though they both have to go to extreme exercise, but they bring it back to being moderate. Pace it. The last one, sleeping with the planet Earth. You must learn how to sleep. Learn how what is best for you. Don't compare to somebody else. Compare what is good for you to sleep, for your health. From the beginning of time, with water life science, there is a, a method of life on this planet, and the faith of that life will operate your life with common sense and give you what you need. This show began with no end of guests coming on through the years that have been dedicating their lives, scientists, authors, leaders that have been studying, giving their life. And as you always talk to our guests, you're learning, you're listening to two people who are in research, discovering some new thinking, new lifestyles. I call it nature's pharma lifestyles. The guests have been so exciting. So as we journey together, as we pioneer together, remember of what we've said about those five things I've taught you. I had to practice them myself, and I will say it has saved my life. I have to work at it as we all have to work at what is best for how I look at myself as an individual. Nobody else is going to do that for you. And it's not, to, it's not to be unthoughtful to anyone else. It just means you've got to take that serious for yourself. It's exciting. It's exciting to live with the planet the way everything else is making it on this planet. You, you're living with the planet Earth. Today we're going to have a really exciting guest again, Dr. Mark Davis. And Dr. Davis... His background is really extraordinary. He's a graduate of Upstate Medical School, Syracuse, New York, postgraduate work in several universities of Maryland and affiliated hospitals. He's a science tutor uh, with science and healthcare, advisor to the media, industry, and businesses. He's authored hundreds of books, and we'll hear about that today. His platforms are really very wide range too about, but it all comes back to science and to the politics of human condition. He's dedicated. He's um, been hired by consultants 
from the, the border to border to be do, doing what he's doing. We found that he's really involved with students that are wanting to get involved in a scientific relationship with themselves and their careers and their futures and research. We'll listen to Dr. Davis here in a moment. So stay tuned. We're going to have a sponsor. It's not Nature's Tears I Missed is an, uh, uh, for the eyes. And we talk about dry eye. You hear about dry eye. What is dry eye? Nature's Tears I Missed was taken to the market by thousands of physicians and ophthalmologists and scientists because dry eye is the evaporation of the surface of your eye that is 99% water. And if you don't learn to maintain that surface, you may have vision impairment and to blindness potentially, which is sad, which we know many of us know. People who have gone blind, they didn't start in time or they didn't use it in fast enough, let's say common enough. I'm going to say you must use nature's tears, eyes like you do your toothbrush. I do. It's a blessing to me. And we're going to listen to our sponsor with Nature's Tears I Missed, and we'll be back with Dr. Davis. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Davis, are you with us? I'm right here, Sharon. How are you today? Well, I'm doing fine. How are you today? I'm very good, other than getting over a little cold, which my grandson left behind for his last visit. Oh, I, I'm I doing great. <laughs> yeah, those, my those, three-year-old those, beautiful those grandson. Those of us that have a lot of young young ones around us yeah. are very susceptible <laughs> to what they're what they're uh, getting. Yes. 
Absolutely. Tell our audience a little bit about your dedication and where you come from, and we'll get into some uh, of your I was a, uh, originally in trained in New York State, upstate medical school. I did uh, a lot of my postgraduate work here in Maryland. I was a member of the public health service for a couple of years. I stayed here because my wife went on to dental school here in Maryland. I have three children, and uh, I work hard at what I do. I no longer practice medicine. I did that for 30 years. I write a lot of papers, books, do uh, Voice of America. I love to do your show, of course, and other shows. So it, it, it's been a fine ride so far. I'm happy to do what I do. Exciting. And you've authored many books. Yeah, I have many books out there. And I would tell you, uh, the research with large groups of people who help us put these books together, and they're all informative if people want them. They're up on Amazon or other places for sure. But I'm very interested um, in the natural selection of human um, evolution in, in the sense we are... Our human lifespans are increasing now, which should be a topic of many people's uh, uh, lips because science is moving forward very, very quickly, and that's been most recently I've been asked a lot of questions about this, and I think uh, it would make a very fine discussion uh, on the some circles in this area. Okay, and now you, um, I, I studied myself, as you know, uh, yeah. the species of water so far. Yeah. <laughs> Back and I've always been startled that uh, long a long healthier hopefully life is being a little more uh, highly educated per person about their life and water and it sounds like it, it it sounds strange to be such common sense but as you know and scientists know all over the world. We need to have get back to some common sense, not yeah. just be so complex. But what have you been learning with your team and what you've been achieving with well, health? I, what are some of the most challenging things you ran into that people that's very difficult to well, reach out to people and get them educated? We have very, very um, brilliant scientists working on longevity at this point in time. And not surprisingly, the turn of the century, the 19th to the 20th century, people only live to be 50 now. We live into our 80s, even longer. The longest uh, lifespan that we know is 122 years at this point in time. But the biological limit seems to fall off around 120. But I think that's going to be pushed back tremendously. Water is a great part of that. Of all the water in the world, only about 2% is portable, drinkable, as we know. And water, you cannot go without water for three days. So that definitely reduces longevity if you don't drink enough water, as you emphasize in the initial part of the show. So I, I think water is a large component. We're now at the genetic level. And we're looking at genes, gene structures, gene sequencing, uh, certain vitamins, extracts, like resveratrol, for one. And we see in the mouse model that mice live a third, 30% or third longer lifespans uh, with certain gene manipulations or, and or calorie restriction. If we reduce the calories by 30% in an animal model, they seem to live anywhere between 10 and 30% longer. So there's a, a number of modes, a number of approaches science is taking at this point in time. And things that people can do right now I definitely recommend eating uh, grapes, uh, the darker grapes, blueberries, those kind of things, which we'll get into later what to eat. 
specifically to help longevity along. Not only would lifespan maybe increase, we still, we still don't know that. We don't have the ability to measure the lifespan in terms of what we're eating regarding what we, but we can say people may be living a lot more healthier lives, which is what the main goal does. There is a lifespan. I'm uh, going to bring up that uh, part of it, too. Um, when I've been studying for over 30 years, um, and, and, and what, where I go with directions in science, and yeah. um, is, is, I try to stay to the common sense side, so I don't want, because I don't want the scientists, people like yourselves who have been in research for so long, I don't want the people on the street behind yeah. that kitchen table to get to get complex. I'd like I'd like them to be common sense. Also, the yeah. The, yeah. the description of names of 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 what is what the name of them. I always kind of come back to some common sense description. And when we talk about drinking water, it's vital. We all need to balance that out. But when you're not eating right, we find, or you're under a lot of stress and exhaustion, the water may develop and and have more water floating through the body than you're expelling. Doesn't mean you're drinking too much water. Yes. And if you're having a swollen hand or a swollen ankle... There's a signal, but if you may not have that signal, and then all of a sudden you find out you're carrying way too much water because you're getting a weight gain. Yeah. But the weight gain of that water is not, don't stop drinking too much of the water. Yeah. It could be something you're eating that doesn't agree with you. And personally, I think, doctor, that has not been studied enough. I think that even getting, and follow me for a second with your background, the word addiction became a a pill. A word addiction became what? I truly think in time that's going to have people live longer is getting them excited about a lifestyle of listening to shows like this one, studying on the Internet, what's available to learn, that I can learn to breathe better, eat better, drink more, the right amount of water, eat better. And, and what you eat may be altogether different than what every other member of your family should be eating. We all have a difference. We're all evaporating water out of the body, living with the atmosphere's electrolytic yeah. differently. We're the battery. And the longevity of our lives, as you've been learning... It's vital in learning about the nutrition. Yeah. It's, it's, it started at the beginning of time. Um, now, with your studies, yes, you brought up the grapes, the berries, and so on. But we're mm-hmm. learning also that maybe there's some people that can't, shouldn't be eating the chicken, the fish, the meat. Maybe it isn't agreeing with them. They may have a reaction to it. But how do they get protein in them? Because that's for longevity. You've got to have protein. Yeah. Well, what plant is your, protein is one way to go. What have you been about that? I well, mean, I put protein, a lot in there, but yeah. oh, no, no, what no, have no, you been it's, learning? It's good. It opens up a lot of areas of discussion. That, that's a good way to go. Plant, plant protein is one way to go. But uh, you're, Well, the meat, we add uh, chemical factors into meat, chicken, um, the, the feed of the chicken itself has 
a lot of uh, substances that shouldn't be there. In other words, we are getting what the animals eat, basically. And if the animals are yeah. having chemical fertilizer around them or, or the, ma- the meat is radiated with gamma rays or some other way they're getting. Pre-World War II, it, one of my books, The Millennium Died, The Practical Guide to Rapid Weight Loss, I discussed this in terms of cancer rates went up significantly after we started adding uh, chemicals to the, uh, to the ground, even though we could bring more food to the market through growth in the field so to be more f- yeah. food f- fertilized. Nevertheless, uh, you could see the detriment that it may have caused. We don't know for sure right now. Some of the numbers are very quasi, and if you talk to the FDA, they would deny it. But nevertheless, we do see an increase in cancer come after World War II, especially it's into all the, over the I, the I have never would have imagined that we have that much disease that they don't have a cure for it, just remission. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have it breaks a lot your heart. of Yes, it does. Lots it does. of money, uh, trillions of dollars spent on yeah. remission, but not a cure. Yeah. Well, if you're in medical school in the 1970s and 80s, where I came from, maintenance disease, not cure, was the emphasis at that time. Yeah. And right now, I don't think yeah. that's any different. I don't think that basically it's maintaining because we don't have cures to many diseases. But on the exactly. con- to contradict myself, I will contradict, can't, there are more potential cures out there for cancer than there ever have been. So it would go by patient by patient. But if you look at it at a larger group, that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. And And the cures are so expensive yep. that most, a lot of people can't um, afford them. No, not at all. There are new immunotherapies, for example. We had a, uh, the Wysore patient the other day who had a history of lung cancer, and there's a new immunotherapy that he's getting, and it's probably $10,000 a month, well beyond his means to pay for it. Yeah. Hopefully he was able to get a grant from the government. So you're absolutely on the nose on saying that because you can't. And how the therapies we educate so our expensive. listener that, let's say we have a listener that, listens to the show and listening to research going on and what maybe they haven't heard before, where would they go to learn how they could save their life with a disease and, and be able to afford it and, and not have to leave the country to go get something else? Or um, now I guess it's, uh, they can go and if they want to sign up for an experimental drug I guess that's legal now more than ever. But, uh, again, what have you been learning about that for these listeners? If they have a specific cancer, as an example, the National Cancer Institute, they could contact and they would let people know what type of model programs that they have available for that specific disease, the NIH. They could contact regional, on the cancer level, regional cancer centers like Sloan Kettering, as an example, in New York. They have cutting edge stuff. John Hopkins here in Maryland also have cutting edge. So you have to look very closely. Uh, who's doing what, and you can find it all on the internet. Just about just plugging the disease that you may have, or potentially have, and it should come up. But uh, that's a very good question. Very good question. Yeah, um, and you, with your background, uh, must be dedicated to that because you've get dedicated yourself to so much education. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you want it, the longevity of our lives. That would be if we're learning 
where would you go on to the Internet? And what are some of the key words to type in? If a person isn't feeling their best and they want to, they're wanting to be healthier and have a new lifestyle and think about longevity, what are some of the key words that they could learn to type in? Good point. Life extension is one. Lifespan extension is another. Mm-hmm. Living longer is another. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything to do with foods that may extend life. Uh, they have. There's so many lists. You could go on YouTube, for example, and punch in those terms I just mentioned. They'll get 20 videos there and giving you detail by detail what you can do to increase the productivity of your life, not just extend your life. And then you want, you have to look at two things. There's a lifespan and there's health span. You want to stay healthy to the end point, as healthy as you can. So in the health span aspect alone, we can do a lot more than we could do for the longevity point at this point in time. But nevertheless, that, that is what you need to do. But uh, okay. life extension now and life span extension, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay. okay. Now the other one. You've been studying a long time, and you're exposed to the best out there in the world. What is the number one uh, thing uh, that you found, the number one discovery? I don't, want to, I don't like the word thing. The number one discovery that people have got to stay consistent and stay focused on with, for their lifestyle every day to try and, and work to be healthy to live long. Yes. If you look at all the research going on now, which we did, and especially in prep for this program specifically, if you cut, you don't have to spend any money. You cut your calories by 20 to 25% or more. That would be the first way to go, which has shown in the animal model to extend lifespan, other way between 10 and 30%. Because we have such long lifespans in general, it's very hard to measure uh, what it would do for us. But the animal model, specifically the mouse model, uh, is similar to the human. And if it works in mice, it probably would work in humans as well. It's just you have to be consistent. And we now, start mice. We start mouse when. Oh, so go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. We're talking. Well, I'm one of those people who takes one thing at a time. No, uh, I can't so hear you're the voice calories. Now, yes. when you say calories, what is the worst calorie that a person could do to be sinful to their health? Let's, let's assume a person weighs approximately 200 pound male, five foot eight male. We're looking at about 14 to 1600 calories a day for food that'll maintain that kind of weight. You drop well, well, two or three hundred calories below that, you'll start losing a lot of weight. So you, you're looking for the diet that we're discussing here, about 12 to 1400 calories. That would work. You don't want to go too low now, because if you go too low, the protein content, as you noted earlier in the show, uh, could affect you. Uh, women in the 1970s were using diets called liquid protein diets, and they were get, ending up with heart muscle failure. And why was that? Because fat deposits would take the place of the good protein in the heart, and they would go into ventricular fibrillation. And unfortunately, because their demise came shortly after that. So you have to be careful. You have to have protein in your diet. How much... It, Depends on the person, depends on the lifestyle, depends on um, what kind of work they do, that kind of thing of physical labor as opposed to sitting at a desk. So there's a lot of factors that go into what you eat, basically. Mm -hmm. You don't want to accumulate any more weight than you have right now, specifically. If for those on the nerves, they know they are, they should seek help in that area. Mm -hmm. And, of course, a lot of water. 
And that means like a glass when you get up in the morning, a glass a couple hours later, another glass. Through the <laughs> they've got to maintain their bodies to flush that filter system yeah. because the body filters yeah. out of the body uh, water mm. besides just going uh, urinating. It filters out through the skin, too, yeah, because it's right. living with the atmospheric water. Um, well, it, in a warm environment, let's say now 90 degree on the beach here on the East Coast, as an example, um, you, you need to drink a fair amount of water because you could lose a liter to two liters in an hour through sweat. And that, that, the that is a common yeah. factor, yes. That, and you're right, you have to be well hydrated. How much hydration? It, again, depends on how heavy you are because fat displaces right. water in cells, that kind of thing. So you have to be very careful. Uh, it, very few people die from over-drinking fluids. We've seen certain women who would just drink water and not eat anything. So, of course, that may cause uh, electrolyte displacement, dilution of electrolytes, and eventually cause uh, problems well beyond what they need to have. So we have to take our break. At that point, it's we not We have to take preserving. our break right now. Don't go anywhere, and we're going to come back and remember what you just said. And uh, we're going to listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere, Dr. David. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. What is dry eye? Blindness is out of control. Many, many years ago, they asked me to study the evaporation of the eye. And I was very surprised that dry eye causes vision impairment from the beginning to some, for some people, to eventual blindness. And it's because of the water at the surface of the eye is 99%. And if you're over-evaporating water, you need to maintain that. And Nature's Tears Eye Mist was invented. The technology to be able with just a safe mist as often as you wish to go with your eye drops, to go uh, to use as commonly as you wish, any age, anyone throughout the world to be able to maintain that supplementation to the over-evaporation. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. It's just a mist, and we'll be back with Dr. Davis. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. 
all the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinerHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Davis, we were talking just before the break um, about what is happening to our health I, I, and because I, I work worldwide, um, I, what everything I touch is global. So when we're thinking about what happens here, is the la- first of all, the lack of education. People think, and I'm sure you might think about it too, of course, with your background. What is the education that people are receiving? It's so confusing. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah, I walked into the library here in my um, county in Maryland, and I asked for the science section. It was very skimpy. Uh, to, to use an old phrase, it was very shallow. And they said, if you want these kind of books, you're going to have to go to the colleges or to the high school to get them. Uh, from what I'm looking, I, I, I think the the country as a whole, as a whole, not per specific. Um, educational system has de-emphasized science to a great extent. Oh, yeah. so people really yeah. do not understand what is going on around them. So much politics is entrenched in the media. We don't discuss science anymore on, on the air. Uh, you, you have know, to go to I'm Discovery Channel and, yes. and all the other channels. that, And I watch those yes. religiously because I don't like watching the regular TV. I can get all the news I want on a few uh, websites. I don't need to go there. In about 15 minutes, I don't need to listen to somebody dragged on for two hours. It's going to be this one, or that one's no good, everybody's no good. What, I, what I'm looking at is what are they doing for the people, and I don't see that. And, I, and one of the things is science Can I is share something with you very Please Can I share sorry. something yeah. real quickly? Um, sure. I'm so startled by what is going on. It yeah. kind of reminds me. And um, I want I, 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 I'm I hope people don't misunderstand why I, I'm thinking this way. I've always believed in debate. I've always believed in respecting somebody else's outlook. But the tone of voice, the harshness, the take it personal, reminds me of the movies we've seen. That way back in the days of the Romans and all the Renaissance, I mean, way back in time, is when they would yell at each other and scream yeah. at each other. And they'd, they'd threaten each other. Yeah. And then they got to where they were killing each other, right. threatening right. each other. Yeah. Now, what were they arguing about in those days? Are we taking for granted it was any different than what's going on today? I don't think so. They were just as mad and just as angry and just out of barbarian, be barbaric about out of control discussions and threats and and, and bullying. And what they were trying to get away with is who could out uh, wit the other one about the bullying and the screaming, the yelling, the, the, the words, 
the 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 extreme behaviors, and we're sitting here talking, you and I, about people's health to live longer, to not be exposed to these kind of people because your life won't live very long if you're going to be around those kind of people. Yes, there there are so few health shows like this to point out the deficits people have and what they can do to help themselves immediately. Um, that's one of the things. It's a, another great point, we don't communicate with each other anymore. Well, we were up on the shore, uh, just went for a day trip, and we hooked along a bench. There was a bench. And there were six people on the bench. Each had their cell phone out looking at whatever. <laughs> they weren't looking at each other. They came to the shore to look at their cell phones. I said, what a tragedy. Yeah. The kids are running around. They're not watching after their children. They're just reading cell and phones. And what we're and trying silly. to do, you and I and others, is, 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 let's get our lifestyle of exciting at, at looking at each other like your life is just as important as my life and not try to put people into a, 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 a making a person feel you're, you're not you're not a good person or make them feel like they're going to be harassed because they don't agree. What can you do to think about what you're both seeing, what you're both looking at that maybe there's a little something on both sides where you might agree to something at all and not have to yell and call people and get boisterous and, and get people all, uh, get them upset and, Try wow. to be uh, dis- the word disrespect is out well, of control. There were Senate hearings, in, Senate hearings in the last week, and I I'm just looking up the middle right now. Each and side was trying to. Und- Doctor Davis, right. you've dedicated yeah. your life to yeah. people's health. I've dedicated right. my life to people's yeah. health, and look at the health of people. Well, uh, yelling at each people? other on an a Senate floor and a House floor is not going to extend anybody's lives. Uh, there's a lot of hate in America right now, and that hate drives anxiety, oh, and that anxiety drives it's, people it's onto drugs, on medication. Yeah. Exactly right. Yes, yes, Sharon. A lot of people on antipsychotic, psychiatric drugs right now, down to our children. Sadly enough, overdiagnosis of autism, autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, ADD, that kind of thing. Back in the day, uh, we we handled it differently. Back when I was growing up, for sure, less drugs, more instruction by the parent. People have got to think about their health yeah. and somebody else's health too. And when we're around others, like you and I are talking here today, the dedication to yourself and those that you work with. And didn't you say that you've been working with students as a tutor? Tell our audience a little bit about what you've been doing there uh, with students. Uh, Now, are they young students? Are they all ages of students? But you've been tutoring. You would be surprised who I'm tutoring, actually. I tutor doctors as well as uh, younger people, doctors who uh, came back into practice and needed to pass several exams. I, I'm one of those people that tutor them on the medical aspect of it to, to bring them up to par to pass the exam. On the science level, children are not being uh, provided enough science instruction in schools. I would tutor, I support, I, I supplement 
uh, what I'm not doing their homework for them, nothing like that. But I would try to interest them more and more and more in science. When you look at the PhD programs around this country alone, more foreign uh, doctors in general, more foreign people are going to the doctoral degree than Americans right. are. Depending on the program, of course, but that's what we see. And I know that. Now let's back but, you. Let's back you up for a second on yeah. that. I've noticed that uh, different countries have been emphasizing it. What happened in the United States for young students not to be excited about the future of science and, and learning more on, uh, to, be, uh, to be in research? What do, you, what do you think happened? Well, first of all, the lower schools would de-emphasize science more for the social aspects of, of life than for the hard science. Because science is difficult. It's not an easy path to take. And when you can get you go through life not having to take a hard road, well, that's what people do. Medicine, uh, a lot of the best of the best are not going into medicine anymore due to the expense or, or uh, the long training when they can make a living uh, Good or better, uh, with a lot less training. So, I mean, we we can go, we can spend two hours on that. But nevertheless, it's been de-emphasized in the lower schools mainly. So, when people go to college, they'll look for an easier route: psychology, sociology, something. Else. They may not even go to college. They may go for two years to community college, which is excellent. We have excellent community colleges, and they get a trade, and they go on from there. Do you think that our primary schools that that are, uh, let's say, from the middle school up through the high schools, they call them high schools uh, in the United States, that they've missed something to to, uh, work with young students that could maybe have an excitement in the science of of something to learn other than just social activity. Yeah, I mean, they, these different young students at school, are, is it that the fact that they're not emphasizing the student to have an excitement, a curiosity? Are they drowning the curiosity of a human talent that maybe might be curious to want to get into certain subjects, but they're being held back? And I, I don't think it has anything to do with Not money. I, I think I it's, it's what they're doing to the behavior of, of respect to the student. Yeah. Well, with the de-emphasis of science, you could see what people are majoring in the, in the lower levels of college, as an example. They're not that interested. They may be interested in becoming a nurse, which is great. Great, We need, we need nurses and technicians, and things, but they're not more interested in going into the research aspects of it, where, where the large companies like Google are starved for people, so they have to go overseas, and Microsoft and so forth. So uh, the, the science aspect and the pharmaceutical companies, you see a lot more foreign people going into the, the PhD program, the mm-hmm. master's programs, mm-hmm. even in the college. But as you said, it's been de-emphasized in the lower schools, and that, that's what the change is about. Not, it's, not, it's there, but a lot less people are going into it. They'll take the minimum, for example. It's just amazing uh, at what happens to society, and we're going to have to be more skilled to think about uh, the United States, too, because uh, of this new uh, Internet uh, people, I, I've ran into it myself. Have you ever ran into people who they think they're so much smarter than you because they saw something on the Internet that they, maybe you didn't see? Sure. A lot of people, they don't know 
Awesome. So when I start discussing with you something, and I just look at them. I know. Really, I, I, you know, I really. And, I, and, I, and both of what you and I are both trained in the sciences, so that, that you look at them a little bit peculiar. But nevertheless, I, I look to help people. You know, to be more. Well, you know where I'm from. Move them forward. Is, is my parents yeah. always used to make me feel I wasn't smart enough. And I always was convinced I had to be smarter. <laughs> so I never thought when that computer was invented, I went out and studied the invention of it so I would understand the invention. But then I started running into people who thought they were smarter than I was because they thought they knew more about it. <laughs> I was a little reticent child who would spend more time reading in the library. There were no computers Very at that time. Expensive. I would read all sections <laughs> of the library, and that was the, my best friends were the librarians. So I, I still remember that. That's the way well. I was, too. You and I have yeah. a lot in common. I go use yeah. that library. They'd assign yeah. me a library and reference yeah. librarian. Yeah. They'd bring books from all over the world. I, um, but back to the health of our lives. Health yeah. is respecting another human life and their health and what is best for their life to make them live longer. And they're not going to live longer if people are yelling at them, telling them off yeah. and causing a stress and exhaustion of stress because that, that water in the body that I've studied will over evaporate and the air has to keep up with that uh, evaporation because you're being yeah. electrified right. by the air. We're all batteries. Yeah. And yeah. They, it's, what you've taught us today is they need to go to those keywords and they need to go out and study what, is yeah. a, what, what, what offers you to be a healthier person and the longevity of yeah. taking, and, and you've taught me too, uh, uh, there's a lifestyle to that. It can be a yeah. lot of fun. It can become yeah. a hobby. Yeah. Your your personal life can be your personal hobby. Yeah. With, with well, a lifestyle of health. You should be, exactly, you should be your own project, for sure. Yeah, you your own project, your own well. discovery, your own excitement. If you are interested in reaching your nice 10th decade or more, become centenarians, people who live over 100 years, you have to watch what you put inside you. The, the body itself will dictate how long you live. I know there are companies out there that are claiming they can estimate your longevity. Don't believe it. Don't believe mm-hmm. it at all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff because there are too many variables that go into the longevity of a person. And not only the genetics and the external things mm-hmm. that you mentioned, hydration and what they eat, their lifestyle in general, do they work out in the desert. I mean, this is too much to put into it. So right now, I don't put any credence into these formulas that you, if you do this, this, and that, you're going to live to be whatever. I just don't mm-hmm. But right now, now the tell us potential before we longevity. only have a couple of minutes left. Um, yeah. Tell us about some of your books before you go. We only have well, two minutes. Well, I... I I, I've written on an array of subjects. I wrote The Millennium Diet, The Practical Guide to Rapid Weight Loss, which is, was very popular. I wrote The, uh, the Fat Zone. Um, that was an excellent book, I think. Uh, that's only an e-book, by the way. That has an excellent diet in it, and a lot of people use that. I wrote Obamacare, Dead on Arrival, A Prescription for Disaster, and it was. It was so horrible. This, this thing, uh, and still lingering out there, by the way, Obamacare. For those people that like it, you look at it more closely, because it's a very, and the people that are benefiting by it now have to put more money in to get it at this point in time. So they need to re- reconcile 
uh, in Washington and in the local levels what to do for health care. Because certainly that's not going to not going to fly, though, the Obamacare. I read a book called Demons of Democracy, uh, which reflects what's going on in Washington at this point in time. And the books go on and on and on. But that, those are the things. I try to look at different aspects of life and, and write about them. I have one coming up right now, uh, final directors, people that should look at when they have a terminal disease or a potential problem, medical problem, that they should have uh, written that out what they want if they want to be resuscitated, those kind of things. Uh, very important, very important. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't become important until the time it needs to be. People that are getting up there in age should have something. So we, the younger ones or the people more healthy know what to do for them. And that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And it, it always comes mm-hmm. down to the health and the money, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we, we see this. Well, we're going to be out of time. And is there anything you would like to say real quickly to your audience before you go? Yes, very much. You need to contact me. I'm at platomd, P-L-A-T-O-M-D at gmail.com. And I'm a science advisor and a science tutor. And the media contacts me. And if people want individual tutoring, I'm around. It's platomd at gmail.com. And I really appreciate being on your show. It's always fun. Well, thank you for joining us again. And we wish you well. And when you say tutoring, you're working with people who want to become, they have a curiosity to becoming more into the science of something to do with health, right? Yes, exactly correct. That's exactly right, yes. You have a nice day, and we wish you well. You be well. Thank you for having me. See you again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, audience, I think it's just a reminder of what we're trying to say here is, there are things that we need to remind ourselves. I remember one time I was working with a doctor, a physician, who was very well known, and he he had something happen to his health. And he said, you know, isn't it funny how we forget to practice what we preach because we keep forgetting to remind ourselves of, thing, of shows like this, for example, and different things we need to do to remind ourselves of certain things that we have to learn. And our lifestyles are so ex- interesting because We surround ourselves with certain things we do, but we forget that maybe we're not reminding. Our health is is something to we have to be reminded. We have to remember and listen to the tune of our our rhythm. You know, we talk about algorithm and keywords and behavior patterns. What about you and your your rhythm, your life, your how you feel? There's some secrets to it. Now, my uh, my secretary came up with some different things this time that if you type in drinking water and living longer, drinking water and your health, can water help me live longer? Why water is a key for my anti-aging. When you drink water on an empty stomach after walking, pardon me, after waking up, these eight amazing things will happen. Certain things will when you bring the right water to your diet. Why is drinking water so important? Your diet and your water intake will tell you how your gut feels. Your stomach will always be the secret. Ten ways your body changes when you start start drinking water. You're going to be shocked. It's not just the skin. Your body will pick up a certain rhythm and a certain strength if you're drinking the right amount of water. And if you find that you have a symptom of a weakness that you're working with, it'll also teach you what you need to do with that symptom. As I, the show is every week for all these years, 
there's a secret. And in that secret to your life, Earth is whispering. Don't forget, you are just as important to this planet as the Earth is to you. Reach out, be respectful, and think about somebody else's health and their life. We wish you well, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.